Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Forcing the issue, forcing a deal right now is not always going to be in your best interest when at least my sentiment is there's going to be some great opportunities right around the corner. So now's the time to be budgeting, getting your financial house in order, being patient. I know a lot of people that I've seen have these silent spending problems where their lifestyle creep came in. And now that things are slowing down or pulling back or retracting a little bit, they're not thinking about it. They're not learning from what others learned from in previous downfalls or crashes or market cycles. And you and I have been on this conversation for some time of, I think it's going to be an opportunity of a lifetime. What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of Money Moves Every Wednesday. Me and my brother, Mr. Ryan Breedwell, jump on, talk all things stocks, real estate investing, personal finance, and you know that we like to sprinkle a little politics in there to keep it spicy. What it do, Mr. Breedwell? How you doing, brother? I'm getting ready to head out to Disney. I'm going to be extreme sporting it. I always feel like I have ran four marathons by the end of the day. And we're going to be doing that for the next few days down in Disney for Ella's ninth birthday. I can't believe I got a nine-year-old in my house, which is pretty wild. But we're excited, man. I was going to say, are you are you doing the genie pass thing? Oh, you know it. Come on, man. Okay, I was going to say that. That is... That is the lifesaver. The thing that I didn't know when I went down there last time and did that was some rides still caught. You pay to pay money. The really yes. popular ones, you actually have to pay to skip. Yeah, but it's worth it a little bit new for me. It's worth it once you think about how much time is wasted standing in a bunch of those lines. And me, I'm not very patient. I'm well, like, yeah, when you have money the, well spent. Yeah, when you have the kids too, they don't want to, they, they also are on the same page of not standing in line. They Absolutely. Yep. So we're excited for that. It's been, what, we had a nice little rain here in, in NorCal. It's supposed to be like 70-something degrees in SoCal. I am excited and ready to unplug a little bit. 
was out in Nashville last week on doing some due diligence on a new commercial building I'm in contract out there. First time in Nashville. And I got to say, I freaking loved it. I did not have the same experience when I went. Really? But I stay around Broadway. So I okay. didn't go out more so than Broadway. And I was like, man, this reminds me of 6th Street Austin. Uh, it, so it did. It reminded me of 6th Street Austin, just way cleaner with more cops. Oh, man, mine did not have that. I did not have that twang on mine. Mine was like, there were so many people that they shut the roads down. And it was literally like chest to chest. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't get that. Maybe I, I went in the shoulder season of the year. Yeah. It was cool though. I, I enjoyed it. Their downtown scene though, just in general, their downtown was super nice, super clean. Like not a lot of homeless around. It felt way better than 6th Street in Austin to me. Probably a highlight is the hotel I went to when I went there. I went with a bunch of my buddies and me and Zach, Zach, were mm-hmm. splitting a room and I upgraded the room not knowing I upgraded it to a couple's room. And the as in the couple's rooms, the bathroom see through into the <laughs> living room. By the time we got there and found out, they like were like, I couldn't figure out why they were eyeing us up and down. And they found out, are you gay? We we're like, no. They're like, okay, we we're getting that vibe. Did you know you got the couple's room? And I was like, oh no, I just got an email for an upgrade for a bigger room. So I just said yes because we we're splitting. He goes. She goes, yeah, there's definitely no partition from the you shower. You didn't want to watch Zach shower naked? Well, it wasn't quite. We had a, it was a pretty good joke. Everybody was having a good time with that one. So anyway, that's that awesome. was the highlight. And then shout out to my buddy Kyler. He was out there. He's in a Texas Kyler Peters. He's an investor. He was out there. And he, I remember I woke up and he was just in my room sleeping on the ground. I was like, how'd you get in here? He was like, I saw you guys last night. We linked up. It was a very fun time. Very fun time. But I'm glad that the food scene definitely was the highlight. Whew. Yeah. Good food, lots of good music. So mm-hmm. that was, it was a pleasant surprise out there and got a, a pretty nice opportunity on the line there. So still working through some DD. I'm in contract on three deals right now, which is Ooh. pretty nice, actually. I'm not sure all three are going to close depending on DD and where everything kind of lands, but. I know for a lot of people right now, they're struggling to find great deals and just struggling to make the deals pencil. And we'll get into a little bit. I got some thoughts on for those of you who are real estate investors and what I'm seeing out there and the cost of capital and what opportunities and or landmines you need to keep an eye out for or should be looking for and how you guys can really prepare yourself for what is coming because it's starting to pick up some momentum. We'll talk about some data here later in the show. I, I, I think that the party has begun and those deals are out there. You just got to work, unfortunately, four or five, six times as hard to find them. But in any market, as you've always said this, there's always a bull market somewhere. And those contrarians who are out actively searching for it are the ones who find it when everybody's running scared. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But if you're new to the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the show, all we ask, five seconds to lead a review in iTunes. And again, don't forget to take advantage of your free financial portfolio review and x-ray. If you've got an investment portfolio and you don't have somebody that has gone through it with a fine-tooth comb, and really this is something, especially right now, that you should be getting your financial house in order, revisiting and making sure that all the things that you set up and expected to do are actually doing that. If there's tweaks, adjustments, 
This is what Ryan and his amazing team do for all our Millionaire Mindcast listeners. And you can take advantage of that by texting the word X-ray to 844-447-1555. That'll connect you with Ryan and his team. For all my credit investors, I might end up raising capital on one of the deals. We'll see. But this is a list for my credit investors that exclusively get notified of my investment opportunities. You can get on that list by texting the word DEALS to that same phone number, 844-447-1555. And don't forget to check out all the great stuff that we just relaunched, the Rich Life store at millionairemindcast.com. You can go to uh, store. Is it store or shop, Tone? I'm trying to remember which one. It's on the website. And you can go and check out all the cool stuff that we've upgraded. A lot of tools and resources. And we got some great deals for the month of November, bundles, things like that for all of you who are looking to build wealth and take advantage of some of these resources. You can check that out, millionairemindcast.com. And of course, we've got some exciting events and some some intimate experiences that Mr. Breedwell and I are going to be doing here in 2024. So don't forget to reach out to us at 844-447-1555. That's our text line, questions, comments, thoughts, and feedback always directed there. All right. So with that being said, we are going to update on some at least headline news. I knew it was coming. I wasn't sure if it was going to be bad, semi-bad, or if he was going to get off the hook. But SBF Ah. finally got convicted. Seven charges of fraud. What is it? North of 110 years or something like that, that he is getting... I thought that all the charges, I think, too, right? Yeah. And they only deliberated for like an hour and a half, I think. It was pretty quick. It was unanimous. Which is good. I mean, it was a waste of taxpayer dollars anyway. I was going to say, if there was anything but a unanimous decision on that, I've already lost trust in our justice system as it is. That would have been the nail in the coffin. But I think that was just the head of the snake. I'm curious if you think that all of the donors, all this, uh, the people, politicians, celebrities that he funneled hard working people's money to fraudulently, you think they're going to go after that or you think it stops with him and that was, he's the fall guy? I feel like what they should do is go after, hey, the money's not spent. You should just give it back and we can open up a fund to help recompensate victims. And I don't know with that being a lot of the donors were politicians, most of them being Democrats, some of them being Republicans. I don't really know what's going to happen. My gut tells me that I think you hit the nail on the head with the I'm sorry, it was a big plane noise. They're just going to let it be water off a duck's back. Hey, we got SBF. I'm sure his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever, is going to go and do some sort of community service or time or something like that. But he'll for sure go to jail, which is what needs to happen. And I would say he needs to get to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. When you yeah, defraud that many people, the impact is not just, it's generational. It was interesting too. What I found odd was like he he paid Steph Curry like twenty million bucks for ten hours worth of work. He paid Tom Tom Brady Brady fifty million bucks for forty eight hours. So I'm like, I didn't understand politics. They were so hard into crypto. They were making millions of dollars on it. It's just I don't know if they're liable, but I will say that if they got money that was not gotten in a wholesome way. It should be disgorged of it. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was interesting. This came out, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell 
warns against, he spoke out against Josh Hawley's bill, which was to limit corporate donations. And obviously we know, you know why, because he is one of those individuals that has big corporate donors that are lobbying and lining his pockets. And I'm just curious if there that kind of falls in the same bucket to me as Congress shouldn't be investing in the stock market because of insider information. It's a misalignment and conflict of interest. Same thing in that same capacity and context. You think we're ever going to see any movement on the bill for limiting Congress and politicians from betting on the stock market and or something like that, where there's going to be limitations on corporate donors and how they incentivize and or sway policymakers? I feel like we got a lot more chance of getting the no individual stocks one through versus the corporate donors. Because I think on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, everybody in between, I think they all get donations from special interests. Maybe making like a more level playing ground or, or limiting the amount of money somebody can get per year, putting a cap on it. Hey, you can only get XYZ amount of dollars. So whatever you do with these dollars and you do it the best you can. Yeah, uh, that kind of makes sense a little bit to me. I just don't know if there's enough people and they're not getting corporate donations to get rid of the corporate donation side. That's that would almost essentially get rid of lobbying. So I feel like they would jam a bunch of money into something like that and be able to stop it, at least for the time being. Now, I saw this week billionaire investor Stanley Druckenmiller which I didn't even know who that was. Do you know who that is? Yep. I said, and who is he, by the way? He's just a hedge fund manager. Okay, so he's a hedge fund guy. He came out and he was aggressively critiquing Janet Yellen, saying that she made the biggest blunder in treasury history, basically saying that she had failed to take advantage of the ultra-low interest rates era. What did he mean by that? And is there any lessons that have come out of that looking back in hindsight? I think it's in the same essence as Silicon Valley Bank, where they were caught sleeping at the wheel. I'm not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with his critique of Janet Yellen. I don't think Janet Yellen is the sharpest tool in the shed. I think she does a pretty good job and the best that she can do. But I do think that she has some policies that I don't agree with. And I do think that she's a little older. So she probably thinks and moves a little slower than some people might want to. Has a closed mind, maybe to new ideas. But I don't think that she made the biggest blunder in the uh, Fed's history. That's a pretty, that's a crown of thorns to wear. So I don't, yeah, I think he's done some, I think his point really is she messed up and it was a royal mess up and she could have easily avoided it by just taking advantage of lower interest rates. What he's indicating and why, I don't know. I'd have to hear his thought process on that. Hey, she... Did he want her to load up more on zero coupon bonds? Did he... What is he indicating by her making a blunder? I haven't got some clarity on that because I only saw it briefly mentioned by a few news sources. But I I think everybody's doing the best they can because ultimately, the same people that are invested in the stock market as a whole, when the market doesn't go good, those people then, they lose money. So I think that everybody wants the market at the end of the day to go up. And over the past week, we've almost gone up about 5%, which is almost a full, I think we're just a few basis points away from a full recovery from the last few months, which is why we don't try to time the market because the market goes in waves and almost like when you get a ticket, 
get one ticket, then a week later you get another ticket, then you get another, almost like a thing when good or bad comes, it comes in waves. Stock market almost tends to work like that because when we have big swaths of news like earnings, they're all coming in within a 10 to 14 day period. So a lot of stuff happens in a small amount of time. So market's looking pretty healthy. I'm not set to say we're in for an end of the year rally yet, but technicals have lined up to look very good as far as at least having some bull run through the end of the year because we broke out of the correction territory that we were dancing around in there for a little bit. So yeah, everything's looking pretty good. Everybody who invested over the past couple of weeks has been rewarded. People who are letting their dividends be reinvested are being rewarded. That is the point in the wealth building journey on the stock market. You have to stay in it for the long haul, the good, the bad, the ugly, be a contrarian a lot of the times and not worry about when things get a little hairy. It looks like the NASDAQ had their had its best week of the year. It looks like S&Ps having a relatively, like you said, strong week in showing. And the bond market, it's acting as if the Fed is cutting rates, it looks like, already baking that in. Um, yeah, and like Solana, there's been a lot of movement in the crypto world as well. Um, Solana's up 100%. You got a bunch of crypto stuff starting to move. I'm not saying that it's a good idea to get into crypto. I, you guys know my position on that, but it's showing that people are willing to speculate more. I think I saw a billion dollars going to XRP or right. a, a snapshot of somebody putting a billion dollars into XRP, which is a huge move. So I think the risk appetite is starting to build with people. Money market yields are coming down slightly with bond yields and uh, coming down or bonds rallying, however you want to say that. So things are moving in the right direction as they should be. The inflation data is going to catch up. I've heard whispers, and I'm not going to stake my flag yet, of a negative CPI print on the next report. Mm. And that would be a really big deal for the market. I would say that would be a very big catalyst and could be enough to get the, the fire burning for the next uh, two to three months until the market searches to find its next. Yeah. Bad news is good news for the market right now, yep. even though it's not necessary. And it's a good thing, I think, for investors, not necessarily a good thing for maybe the economy as a whole in the short term. But we saw last week unemployment rose to 3.9%, which obviously the job market feels like it's slowed pretty measurably. The data is starting to catch up on that. The latest monthly job gains of 150,000 in October are one of the weakest in the past three years. That's the highest level of unemployment since January of 2022. So I think we're probably going to see that trend upwards going forward. I'm curious on your take there. Yeah, I've, my... Tomorrow, tonight, there's a speech from the Fed. Actually, it's happening right now. That's also going to be a big deal. But yes, I think the trend forward is going to be positive. As long as... Something doesn't come out of the blue that's wild, that scares or spooks the market. Because right now, uh, what you said earlier, like bad news is good news. It's bad news is essentially indicative or in indicating that what the Fed wants is happening. So they're not going to do anything right. I think what the bad news is ind indicating is there's not going to be any new news. And the only new news that would be well received right now, I think, is interest rate cuts. And, I still and think it's a little early for that. 
What did you see any updates to percentages or expectations around on timeline estimates for cuts, pauses? Yeah, so right now there's about an 87, closer to 88, but 87% uh, chance of a pause at this at the December meeting. I think there's an 89% chance of a pause at the January meeting. There is a about 15% chance, no, about a 20% chance of a, oh, there's Miles. 20% chance of a uh, cut coming in March. And I think we get up to a 38 to 40% chance of a cut coming in May. The consensus switches to, I think, 47% chance of a cut in uh, June. So I do think that will move forward a hair and, and bleed over into May to March. I think somewhere in between there. The nice thing is there's a gap between the March and the uh, May meeting. So I'm, I think what they will do is indicate at the March meeting that they're thinking about cutting at the next meeting, which gives a long time for the market to get itself ready. That'll make it so the market doesn't just shoot up on one day. It'll go up, but it'll all go up so high over one day. And that'll give people time to get ready for the news. And then when the market starts to get cut, I think you're going to see a huge bump in financials because banks are going to start making money because they're going to start lending money again. Yeah, I know based on what is it? I forget what they call it. The SLUs or what was that? Please. What report was it? Let me pull that up really fast. It was essentially this data came out today. It was, yeah, the SLUs. It was the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey. And that data was released today regarding loans to businesses, to commercial real estate, and to individual and residential real estate. And on the overall survey respondents reported tighter standards and weaker demand for commercial and industrial loans to firms of all sizes over this last quarter. Banks are reporting tighter standards and weaker demand for all commercial and residential and individual, right? And obviously, a big piece of that is just obviously the cost of capital. A lot of banks have their pencils down right now and are not looking at... There's not many people who who look super, super great on paper based on what it is that they're going after. So you got to be really bankable and you got to look really good on paper right now to even get a banker or a lender to look at you, let alone to get any kind of terms that are favorable that really allow the deals to pencil and make sense. Hence why so many people are just sitting on the sideline. The transactional volume is so low and so slow that a lot of people are really twiddling their thumbs, waiting, hoping that there are going to see some easing in those rates. And obviously, like you said, incentivizing banks to get money moving out the door again. I think yeah. we've lost... Oh, go ahead. You want to add something to that? No, I was agreeing with it. I said that I was going to say that makes a lot of sense because not banks being able to give money to investors and the banks making a spread and hopefully the investors making a spread as well keeps the proverbial wheel of the banking system working and rolling. Yeah. I posted on my Instagram story today. I've probably had a dozen or so people reach out to me saying that They've found a deal that would have made sense 12, 24 months ago, but because the cost of capital is where it's at today and the terms of loan to value and the timeframes of when they want balloon payments and points, a lot of lenders are either pencils down or their terms are just so unfavorable. Hey, take, our, take it or leave it. You want this deal or not? 
we can't make the numbers pencil with those terms and this stalemate of transacting is going on right now, which is trickling into different aspects of different real estate asset classes and the real estate market as a whole. And it really makes it tough to do deals. Hence, two of the three deals I'm doing right now are seller financing deals. And the only way these deals actually make sense is because the sellers are willing to carry paper for a couple of years, do interest only, and it still makes the numbers work. And I'm betting on the fact that rates are going to be better than 8% at some point in time for me to lock in which they will. And smart sellers understand that they got to play ball if they can by being the bank in the short term to make some of these deals work if they really do want to sell. But I've been telling a lot of people too, doing a bad deal is way worse than doing no deal right now. Unfortunately, that is the scenario and circumstance that we find ourselves in. And even though you might be missing out on one opportunity now, and maybe there's some lost opportunity costs or some stale money by sitting on the sidelines, doing a bad deal and putting yourself in an even worse position could prevent you from making up tenfold that lost opportunity cost in the short term over the long term. And so I think that's just something that I'm trying to remind people of right now. As bad as you want to do a deal, a bad deal is way worse than no deal at all. So keep that in mind. And when you look at a lot of the the data right now, wage growth slowed to 4.1% versus last year 6%, which if you think about that, on a grand scheme of things, that's going to lower inflationary pressures, people with less buying power, less competition. We know where debt's at. We know where credit cards are at, right? So some of this pressure and some of the quote-unquote bad news right now is actually going to create a lot of momentum for great opportunities going forward. And you want to be ready to capitalize on that opportunity. So forcing the issue, forcing a deal right now, is not always going to be in your best interest when at least my sentiment is there's going to be some great opportunities right around the corner. So now's the time to be budgeting, getting your financial house in order, being patient. I know a lot of people that I've seen have these silent spending problems where their lifestyle creep came in and now that things are slowing down or pulling back or retracting a little bit, they're not thinking about it. They're not learning from what others learned from in previous downfalls or crashes or market cycles. And you and I have been on this conversation for some time of, I think it's going to be an opportunity of a lifetime. It's coming. So get ahead. Do some of the things that most people don't want to do right now because there's going to be a lot of people who go bankrupt in this next season. There's going to be more people that fall further behind. And then there's going to be some people like there are in every economic cycle and shift that get massively ahead. And your choices today are what impact where you're going to be at in 10 years, having a good plan. That's why you and I are having conversations about investing, right? And following my plan that you and I set out on. It's being diligent and prudent about my plan of what I know I'm going to need to have in order to go out and capitalize in this next buying season because this could be a season that completely changes the family tree for generations and decades to come. So just keep that in mind. I couldn't agree more. And I was going to add to that something that popped in my head. Powell also speaks on Thursday. Fred Sure Powell does speak on Thursday. And so that, if that's positive, that'll play through in Friday during market hours. And earnings are starting to come in, are still coming in 
pretty good. Dish Network was the most, the biggest name that's reported so far this week. Um, they beat on their top line. I'm seeing, oh, and I don't know if it wasn't Travelocity. It was a TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor beat as well, which is actually something I wasn't expecting. I thought they might miss because Leisure, the Leisure mm-hmm. stuff, they're also doing very well. Keep on keeping on to everybody that's invested. We're, we're close to the end. The turn of the year is right around the corner. And so is March. And that season, the people that are diligent are going to be, like Matt said, rewarded for that. Absolutely. And you had mentioned, and I don't know if you want to expand on it at all or not, but I know you're, you've always counseled me on every time I get excited or I come on some cash of doing a lump sum or just following a disciplined plan. And maybe sometimes there are certain seasons or opportunities where it may make sense to throw a little extra money into the market. Would you say this upcoming season would potentially align with layering in a a little bit more investment into the market right now? Or is it just one of those seasons that you just consistently execute on the plan and wait to see what 2024 has to offer? Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Yeah, I had a couple clients put in lump sums in the past like eight or nine days ago, right before the market took off. And they've made twenty, thirty thousand dollar returns just in the past five days on those amounts of money. That's not as as common as we might want it to be. But yeah, this is a great time because I feel like what's gonna happen is we're gonna get more positive news. The market's gonna recover. We've already been at forty five hundred. We're down at forty three right now. So we got a little bit of room to run. Yep. And once we pass forty five again on the S P five hundred, we're in that search for 48 and some change to break through kind of the uh, all-time high ceiling. Once the, all that kind of stuff happens, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed that stayed on the sideline and stayed in money market funds, making them 4%. Because just in the past couple of days, if you got off the sidelines, you've made more than a money market fund will pay you from January 1st of this year all the way through the end of the year. But you made it in mm. pace. So that is way more powerful to me 
than being scared and sitting on the sideline and saying, I can't handle to see I buy a hundred units or a hundred shares or something. I can't stand to see the value of it fluctuate. That's just a ridiculous uh, mindset to have when you're an investor. You have to let things fluctuate. You have to be willing to take some on, on paper losses. Berkshire Hathaway, as that you mentioned today, took 13 billion in paper losses. They're not yep. selling any of those businesses. They're right. all on paper. So that's going to come back in in the grand scheme of things when Absolutely. they run that line out. And we are probably going to all agree that even though it might be 13 billion less today, it's probably going to be a lot more in five or 10 years from now because they're holders long term. Buying quality, that's why buying quality is very important. I'm down to speculate like with a small portion of a portfolio, but buying quality assets, stuff that preferably pays dividends, you can reinvest them over the long term. That's the stuff that's, again, it doesn't seem sexy, but it really does work. And when your account gets big enough and you're slapping in forty or $50,000 a year in dividends on top of your contributions, and so it's almost like $100,000 a year has gone into your account, that's a really powerful uh, thing to happen. Just takes a little bit more time, and it's because you can't leverage into the yep. stock market, or you shouldn't, like you can into real estate. But then sometimes leveraging throws a monkey wrench in your plans, and it becomes expensive to leverage. So, totally. stock market's a wonderful thing, like I said, to do with everything: your insurance, your real estate, your traditional investment. I think it's a perfect way to wrap up, right? Of if you are someone that has time on their side. And even if you're still in your 50s or 60s and you still got time on your side, but especially if you're 50 and under, even if you think something small might feel irrelevant to you, small things done consistently and compounding over a long period of time end up turning into big things that are sexy and are significant. So just keep that in mind. If you guys want to connect with Ryan and his team, as always, we make it available. Text the word X-ray to 844-447-1555. If you are an accredited investor, want to get on my deals list, text DEALS to that same phone number. Again, don't forget to check out MillionaireMindcast.com. We got all great stuff in the store for you guys. And with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. And we will see you guys in next week's episode. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're gonna get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective, or really in most cases, overcharged, and whether or not their current investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's X-Ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out and last don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at MillionaireMindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level, we've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at MillionaireMindcast.com. 
With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.